Hey guys, welcome back to Sober Not Sober. This is Ray. It's Andy. And this is episode four. Hope you guys like this one. We got a we got an interesting one today. We're gonna do a little bit of current events for you guys. I'm here joined by Andy. Hello. What's up? I like to say it like that. Andy is uh Andy's had a pretty pretty wild week. Yes. As you guys have seen in the news. One particular company called GameStop, otherwise known as EB Games or what have you, in Europe. GameStop is an American company, American retail store that sells video games and peripherals. Their stock skyrocketed by over... How, how, how? I think it was like 1,300% <laughs> from mid-January, the middle of January. Now, if you're not really into finance, you know, you're probably going to be like, ugh, whatever. But this is really important because it affects a lot of people. Things like this affect the economy and there's a certain level of corruption that I feel like is happening that I think we should discuss because I personally invest. And when I see shit like this happen, it's fun to see. It's fun to watch, but it's also scary. It's just fun to partake. And I I definitely did partake. It's just fun to make easy money. It is. But it's scary to see how easy it is for someone with a fucking suit and tie to be like, no more. You know? So Andy, why don't you explain what, what happened? <clears throat> in in very like for dummies. <laughs> well, I guess for dummies. Yeah. As easy as as easy as possible to explain. Uh oh, jeez, man. Well, you mentioned how it's a brick and mortar store. Mm-hmm. It's a retail store. Yeah, it's a retail store that sells retail video chain. games, mm-hmm. and it was kind of on the brinks of going out of business because right. of their current business model. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they got rejuvenated by um, this gentleman named Ryan Cohen. Who uh, I think he co-founded this company named Chewy, and I don't know if you know Chewy. I I'm not familiar with the company, but I did read about this. Yes. Yeah. So the uh, that it's it's an e-commerce company that sells like dog food or sells pet food and everything like pet accessories and all that stuff. So it did really really well, and then uh, yeah, if you take a look at the performance of that stock, like I invested in that like months and months ago, I was up I was up like twenty percent. Um, but that, that stock is like almost up 200% since like when I first invested in it, but I guess, um, in the most simplest form, I could say GameStop, this trade isn't really about stocks. It's more of a story of like the economy that we live in. Mm -hmm. So what happened? How did it blow up? Like, um, well, there was a, a hedge fund that named Citron that took out a huge short position saying that the company was going to fall under $20. And short position, meaning they bet that GameStop was going to... Yeah, basically, they borrow shares in a company and sell them mm-hmm. with a promise that to buy them back at a later date. So, you know, this stock is $45 today. I'm going to borrow that mm-hmm. from somebody yeah. and I'm going to sell it to you for $45. Yeah. And I'm betting that this stock's going to go down $20. Sure, yeah. And I'm already up 25 so every time you hear so us say short, it's we're betting against the yeah, company. Yeah, so we're betting against the company, and that's how people make money. So Citron bet bet huge against this against GameStop. Yeah. Right? Okay. So that's uh, that's basically what happened, and then so Reddit, 
Mm-hmm. The group actually will start with Wall Street Bets, which is the group. The group on Reddit. There's one specific user his, that goes by the name of Deep Fucking Values. And he started posting how much chicken tenders he was making. Tenders as in? Tenders as in like how, how much, much money, money. Yeah, yeah, he was making. Like he was making a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. Like multi-million dollars. And so all these Redditors started seeing this freaking money porn. And yeah. so they started jumping on the bandwagon, yeah. which drove the stock up. Yes. And as it drove the stock up, it put these people in a short position mm-hmm. in a very big predicament where they needed to start covering their losses. Otherwise, mm-hmm. they're going to pay a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. And then all these Redditors were going to make a lot of money. Boom. So that is the story of, of GameStop. And that's what happened. And of course, there's little things that happen here and there with Melvin Group. and mm-hmm. Melvin Capital, yeah. Yeah, Melvin Capital and uh, so Elon just, Musk. Right. So just to recap, basically uh, uh, a big company bet against GameStop. A bunch of people on Reddit caught wind of this and they went, fuck it. Let's buy GameStop and drive the stock price up. Yeah. And so, so many people bought GameStop that the value of the company went up. So, it went in the opposite direction of these bets, which caused it to perpetually just increase and increase and increase because all these bets against it weren't getting filled. Weren't, yeah. getting, weren't getting fulfilled. Yeah. And eventually, once those contracts, those those shorts expire, yeah, they need to give back the stocks that they borrowed. Yes. Which would have meant that they had to buy X amount of shares. Mm-hmm. At the given market price. So if more Redditors purchase more stock, the price of the stock goes up. Yes. And then... Causing more shorts to not be... To expire or not fill. No, causing... Sorry, not, causing, more shorts not to not to be fulfilled. Because they can't buy back. They're going to buy back at so high of a price. They, to pay they, had, they had to pay. They had to buy it back. Mm-hmm. You have to return the shares anyway. Mm-hmm. So you knew that there was a squeeze. So now they're buying back the stock at such a high price, which again... Well, that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what a short squeeze is. Yeah. Yeah, so this the stock skyrocketed. I threw some skin in the game. I'm not going to lie. I think Monday, the Monday after the whole Thursday, Friday debacle, I threw a couple bones in just to see what would happen. And uh, I was not disappointed. But it's crazy because Wall Street tends to do this to a lot of companies. They take a look at it from face value. Tesla was one of the companies that they shorted. Of course, every company gets shorted by certain banks on Wall Street, but they shorted the shit out of Tesla at one point, right? And I get it, man. This is what they do. This is how they make money, right? They devalue companies and they say it's going to go into the ground. And if they're right, they're fucking right in a huge way. But when a bunch of Redditors decide to manipulate the market in favor of the opposite direction, Everyone loses their fucking minds. Yeah. Well, I think like that's the, the, the thing that stands out the most was Citron's a, a short like hedge fund. Hedge fund. It's a hedge fund. It's a hedge fund. But they conduct like fundamental analysis, right? When they do, we talk they do about, research. When we talk about like investors, there's two streams of investors. There's people who focus on the fundamentals yes. of the company. Mm-hmm. And then there are people who focus on the influences of the market of, of the given day. Like trends. And those and are like the, the technical analysis, yeah, the te- right? The, yeah. The, the, it's like the nerds and the... <laughs> yeah. So, so we, got the, we got the fundamentals and yeah. we, have the, we have the technicals, yeah. right? And usually when the fundamentals like Citron put out these reports, which they actually stopped putting out... They're trying to influence these technicals mm. to start leaning towards that investment. So that's what happened. And then Wall Street saw, or sorry, Wall Street bets, the Redditors, mm-hmm. saw this as an opportunity to 
give a big F you and make a lot of money out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that started to happen. And then a bunch of shit happened after that. Like a bunch of shit. Like, I'm talking about like Netflix documentary type shit. Like, this is going to be huge. Yeah. I, I th- we're going to be talking about this for a while because. Well, never mind the Netflix and shit. I'm like no. That. I'm just saying, like it's such a it's such a crazy story that we're probably gonna see it in in so many forms being yeah. told being told again. Um, but what really impressed me about the story is it's kind of like, man, this is what happens when you fuck with the little guys, and they rally, man, and they have a community to back them. Yeah. Well, I think the whole sentiment goes all the way back to 2008 with the Volkswagen thing. Yeah, I just watched like no, I um the Big Short. The Big Short, yes. Yeah. So well. Nobody. Everybody knows about the f- fucking financial crisis that happened in 2008. Mm-hmm. The housing and, market bubble. Yeah. And what happened? Millions of people were mm-hmm. homeless, mm-hmm. lost, lost their, job. their jobs, yeah. retirement ob- obliterated overnight. Mm-hmm. And then guess what happens? These banks that all did all this shit. Get bailed out. They get bailed out. Mm-hmm. The taxpayers forked it over. That's mm-hmm. why they never tripped out for a moment. So I think the sentiment is like, sad. you know what? They already fucked us over one time. So sad. Fast forward 12 years now. Yeah. 13 years now. And the people are fighting back. So when people start fighting back, all of a sudden it becomes not okay. Because it depends who's fighting back. They, they, they set out all these rules to play this game. Mm-hmm. But when the little guys want to start playing yeah. too, we want to see that at the fucking table. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're like, no. Yeah. That's no. not how it should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there's a... And so there's, there's so many memes and shit about this right now. You'll see it on the media and like yeah. news, yeah. and they'll say like how redditors were market manipulators and stuff like that. Like we can talk about, yeah, the market manipulation by Wall Street for one thousand percent. Yeah, they do it every day. Yeah, to millions of companies. This was one company. This was one company that they decided to discuss about on their subreddit or on their on Reddit, and they decided to do something about it. Do you think about how think about how many other companies were in the position of GameStop that have gone under? And Wall Street won so much off of because they shorted the shit out of them. Yeah. And then you have the whole Robin Hood situation. Yes. Right? So Robin Hood is supposed to democratize which is a, trading. Which is a trading app. Trading platform. Yeah. Where it's commission-free and it was supposed to um, bring investing and bring trading into the hands of average people. Average people, millennials, young investors. They wanted investing. They wanted to make investing simple, easy, and accessible to to pretty much the 99 percent right yeah because investing doesn't mean just rich people can do it yeah you can save and invest as you know uh, a middle class or lower mm-hmm. class and so everybody knows knows what ha- knew what happened yeah by now i hope and if you don't know what happened was robin hood restricted the trading <laughs> for these people so an app that is built for the 99 percent of people and if everybody knows a story about robin hood yeah. Robin Hood's supposed to steal from the rich and give it to the poor. Is that funny? So we're seeing a reverse Isn't Robin that, Hood right is, now. That's hilarious. Where he continues steals from the poor <laughs> and gives it to the rich. So so what we're trying to say is if you knew what was happening, you would have probably hopped on Robin Hood and try to buy some GameStop. And right? you couldn't. But, but you, you couldn't. could sell. You could sell. So they halted trading about what midday on Thursday? On that Thursday? Fuck, I don't remember, man. Well, they halted trading. So, I don't remember. So if you what, logged on I don't your, know what time they started. So if you logged onto your Robinhood app, it wouldn't have let you purchase any more GameStop. It would have said something along the lines of, due to the volatility of this stock right now, we are halting trading. Yeah. But if you had Robinhood stock, 
you were allowed to sell it. You know what makes it even worse? You just wouldn't purchase it more and it gets deeper. Guess what happened? What happened? They decide to start closing people's positions out. Without their consent? They they sent you a damn email. Oh, saying, oh, yes, yes, yes. I saw one of those emails. So they would send you an email and say, hey, we're closing... Oh, yeah. your position because of risk. Oh, do oh yeah, due to the risk associated with this stock, we're gonna sell it. Yeah, uh, yeah. And and that, and the reasoning behind that, what they said, was they were doing this because if people continue to purchase more of the stock, it would have crashed the entire market. Do you think? And whether whether true or not, I don't know about that. It's it's doesn't matter whether it's true or not. Yeah. If it fucking happened, fuck it. The current financial system that we have doesn't work for everybody. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole thing. And that's what Wall Street Bets is all about. That it just doesn't work for you and I. If we want a seat at the table and we want to start making fucking money, mm-hmm. how are you going to go tell me no? Yeah, I know. Right? That's In the, a free market. Capitalism, I th- baby. I think that's what more and more people are seeing now on the news is like all these memes and all yeah. these like TikToks of people are saying like, Hey, poor people, why don't you guys invest your money? And then poor people were kind of like, oh, wow, look at this. I'm going to take a swing yeah. at this. And now they're like, no. no, I That's not how you're supposed to do it. Yeah. Now, granted, I do not recommend trading at this volatility. But if it's trendy and it seems like you can afford the risk and you can afford to lose a couple bones seeing what happens with your money then I don't know, throw it in the pond, see what happens. Yeah, like, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not giving you financial I, advice or anything like that. Yeah, I like, can't either, right? Yeah. But my mindset is if I can afford the risk and I want to see what happens and I want to, you know, and I think this is, this is going to blow up to where I think it's going to blow up, I have a number in mind, then fine, I'll take the bet on it. But for someone to, to come over to me and say, hey, son, I know you're on my training platform, I know you're in my casino, but you can't make this bet right now. I'm going to be like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? It's kind of outrageous. That's like going to a casino and getting really hot off of like a off of a game, and then someone kicking you out. But that happens at a casino. That does happen at a casino, though. See? Yeah. But this isn't a casino. This isn't a casino. Sorry, it's a rich man's casino. The rich men determine how the poor men play. Yeah, I got a seat at it, so I don't give a fuck. I got a seat too. It. I didn't experience the same shit, but today, Royal Bank Canada actually restricted trading. Wow. That was new. So I didn't really see it on a Canadian platform, mm. whether that's Quest Trade, Wealth Simple. Mm-hmm. We didn't get it. TD Ameritrade. No, actually, TD Ameritrade, but the, I, I, I kind of consider that more American than it, than Canadian. But oh, Royal have, Bank of Canada. Yeah, the equivalent is a TD Direct Investing. Yeah. 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 But um, Wealth Simple gives you a disclaimer. Hey, due to the volatility of this stock right now, we highly recommend that you do not purchase it. But it gives you the option to purchase that's all Wealth oh, Simple okay. did. Yeah, they gave you like a little oh, okay. banner, but yeah. if you wanted to buy it, go ahead. No, no, yeah. Man, at one point, I was trying to, I was trying to sell a single share of GameStop for ten grand. It restricted me from doing that anyway. That I had the opportunity to sell, but I couldn't sell it at that price. But at one point, it was to sell one single stock, one single share of GameStop was five thousand. That's crazy. But at that time, it was halted. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't actually do that trade. Right. But that's because everybody was holding. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, supply and demand, supply really scarce. The demand for that mm-hmm. share was really, really high. So that's why it was like 5000 or something fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I think we but, could talk all day about the whole GameStop thing. This is like a... This can go on and on and on forever because I have so much to say about it and how 
There's how, still there's still a lot of shit to to. There's some good shit to invest in, bro. There is, but I'm saying like GameStop specifically is kind of like the beacon of what happens when a a bunch of people rally together. Yeah. How powerful the internet has become, and c how kind of corrupt and a little fucking sketchy some of these financial institutions are. And if you don't know, Robinhood has ties to Citron and also, Citadel as well. And another hedge fund. Yeah. Citadel is more of a clearing group. So whenever you like submit a trade, they're the ones that kind of. Yeah. So it's not like they didn't want, they wanted to protect their customers on their platform. They were instructed to do so. I almost feel like. Yeah. It's like a sports team. That's like asking a sports team to stop playing. Yeah. It's like, no, when, when shit goes off, like when shit hits the fan, they all come together and they bail each other out. It's like a frat house. I guess, but sorry, you can, this is not you, a frat house, bro. This is people's money. Yeah, but it's fucking Wall Street. Yeah, so it's fucked. Yeah, but but uh, hey, yo, listen, this is modern day finance. There are some, regardless of the fact, there are still some fantastic opportunity to generate wealth, and I think it's very important for somebody to, mm-hmm. you know, take a look. And research, you mm-hmm. know, how to do some trading or what to invest in. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember when I first started, I invested in a mutual fund. So, mm-hmm. you know, it didn't yield the best amounts for me. So I kind of took that out. But I, I just said, you know what, I'm going to start learning. So mm-hmm. we learn along the way. And I'm sure you have learned a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. I think like my first form of investing was probably like in a, a retired Registered like a retired savings fund, which at 21 years old, when I was making a little bit of money, I'm like, what is this? What's going on? Yeah. And my, you know, thank God my, my, my work at that time offered to match like my contribution. So if I put in 2% of my pay, mm-hmm. they'll give me 2% additional contribution. So that's my first form of yeah. investing. So what, I, what have you learned since then? Like in terms of your own personal strategy? Yeah, so I again I hate giving advice to people and people Nobody's hate, asking for the advice. Yeah. I'm just asking like what do you do? Yeah, sure. People hit me up all the time and I tell them that these are the things that I like to look at when I invest now. Because now I personally invest my money into stocks. What I look for is um I look for long term investment type of companies. I look for companies that are disruptive don't seem to look like they're going anywhere. I look for companies that... What do you mean by disruptive? Disruptive? D- disruptive? Yeah. 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 Like, what do you mean by that? Companies that are disruptive. Disruptive. So it looks like companies that are doing the... They're going against the grain. They're doing something opposite of what most companies are doing, but they're here to stay. Oh, okay. Does that kind of make sense? No, I'm just asking because maybe somebody would have yeah, like yeah, the yeah, same yeah, question, yeah. right? So, like disruptive, like what? Yeah, what does that mean? Yeah, so a disruptive company seems like a company that is coming into a spot and they're doing something a different way. Like, let's just say, for example, uh, for the longest time, we've been using fucking olive oil to cook. And a company comes along and they're like, yo, I just found out we could use fucking tomato oil. No one's figured it out before. But mm-hmm. it's actually a lot better. And it's more efficient. It burns faster. And it cooks better. And it makes your food taste better. Oh, okay. And they're new on the, they're new on the scene. And, and, and they're just trying to get out there, but they don't know how to yet. That, to me, is disruptive. And then I give it some time. And then once they enter the market and they have a strong foothold, they beat their earnings, they're profitable, they're here to stay. So that's what do you I, do in between the time before they 
into the market. Research, read, learn about them, chill. I do not nosedive into any company and I, I hate jumping ahead of the gun when it comes to researching and learning about something because it's A, it's my money and B, it's risky. There's always risk involved. I don't consider myself a day trader at all. I don't like to trade. I don't like to buy and sell frequently at all. Mm-hmm. Everything I buy, it's it's there until I die or until I need it to invest in something else. Mm-hmm. That being said, a lot of the companies I invest in are like blue chip companies. You know, Microsoft, Facebook, Apple, Google. So also the safe, safe bets. Safe bets, safe long-term bets. That's what I go for. Yeah, blue chips. So that's my kind of like style. And I kind of and I kind of have like a good mindset around it. Just because it's had a rough couple of weeks, I don't freak the fuck out and start thinking about my position and how I should sell and, and back out. Yeah. I'm thinking about, man, it's been down, but I'm pretty sure it's going to go back up the next like five, six years. You never know? know, man. I never know. But what's causing it to go the down? Market's always correct. That's right. What's going down now? Is it a trend? Is it an event? Is it going to continue to do that? Is it going to continue to go down? Or can I say comfortably, hey, by next year or two years from now, it'll bounce back. That's kind of my mindset around it. So I kind of try to calm myself down. What about you? Are you a little bit more riskier when it comes to your investments? Hey, whatever makes me money, man. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah. Yeah. So your uh, your finances is like a poker hand right now. Yeah, well, like, you, you, no, I wouldn't say it's a poker hand, but obviously... You gotta you gotta think about where you are in your life, mm. right? What your financial goals are. Okay. I think that's the first and most important. Now, this is not advice for anybody because this just kind of works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but you gotta figure out your own strategy. Mm-hmm. But uh, what are your financial goals? Yeah, I think what, that's a really good yeah, first question. Right, with anything, you gotta set some goals, mm-hmm. and so that's the first thing, and then from there. How much money are you willing to lose? Mm. If this shit went belly up tomorrow, yeah, like, are you going to be okay with that? Yeah. So you're determining your risk tolerance. Now, right. in the past, I would like to say my risk tolerance was pretty high, but it wasn't really. Mm-hmm. I wasn't taking risky trades or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And then from now, it's like, same thing, like, similar to you. How do you determine the value of a company, mm-hmm. where it is right now, yeah. and where it's going to go? And what are the market events that are going on? And what mm-hmm. are some events that are going on in the company? Yeah. Right? That's Trend, gonna, trends and patterns. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that's going to drive that stock up. Mm-hmm. And of course, there are companies out there that just are anomalies like GameStop that will make you a lot of money. Yes. But then there's also, you know, like the safer ones like Apple. Sure. Right? That pays out dividends. And, you know, mm-hmm. you have your or- earnings and they beat earnings all the time almost. Mm-hmm. You know, they miss a couple during COVID. That's fine. And so... You know, you have some setbacks, you lose you lose a couple bucks here and there, and that's mm-hmm. fine because I got, what, like 5, 10, 15 years? Maybe that's my goal. Mm-hmm. And so, obviously, you're going to be down sometimes, and then you're going to be up sometimes, mm-hmm. right? So, that's pretty much a strategy. Like, it's like knowing your risk. Yeah. Knowing, knowing what you can handle. Yeah. So, you know, set out, set out your goals. Yeah. Understand what your risks are. Yeah. And then from there, determining the value of companies that you believe in yeah. and investing in it, yeah. but also keeping up with the news because there are some things that happen mm-hmm. that can make you a shit ton of money. Yes. So hey, ima- imagine if we were on vacation and we slept on this whole game. Yeah. Thing. We would have lost out on a couple bucks. Buddy, I would have been at the fucking pub on some shitty fucking 56 
4K fucking dial-up internet trying to make this trade. Yeah. I would have been using my data. Yeah. Roaming charges? Fuck it. Fuck that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If we caught wind of it, right? Yeah. But yeah. I think, yeah. So I think just to answer everyone's questions, mine is pretty much the same. So like know your it, goals. Yeah. Know your goals. Like know exactly why you're saving, what you're saving for. Yeah. And determine what's the most appropriate financial product for you. Mm-hmm. If it's a mutual fund, yeah. some portfolio mm-hmm. that you want to bank with with the bank. Like I think that's one thing that? that I can comfortably highly recommend cool. people doing yeah. or starting out doing. RSPs, yeah. do that. TFSAs, do that. Which like just like a 401k in the in the yeah, man. In, in the United States of yeah. America. RSPs are great because yeah. they're like, you know tax deductible and shit towards yeah. your income yeah. like yeah, you yeah, just yeah. have to see what's out there mm-hmm. right just the fact is like you got to make and that's the biggest thing there's no better feeling than when you see that instead of you working for the money your money the money is working for you. for you yes sir and there are so many times when you still raking that check yeah and you look at your phone mm-hmm. or you're working you look at the your phone. And you're like, "Fuck! I made I made more. You made money more than money than today. you made more money than you would have gotten paid today, and that was or the, for the week or for the week. And that's the best feeling, and that's happened, yeah. and that's happening, and that's happened to me. And I think it's important to just remain steady, consistent, because cash flow is always important. Yeah. Remain employed, especially if you're young enough to work. So goals, strategy, research. Yeah, goals, okay. strategies, mindset, mindset. You mm-hmm. have to train your mind. Do not freak the fuck out every time something happens. Yeah. Because if you wake up one morning and you see everything hit zero dollars or your stock's not doing so well, how are you going to react? How are you as an emotional person right now? Do you react very like, is it going to be a negative reaction? Because if it is, maybe you should not dabble in finances because it it could fucking like you could. uh, It could rock your world mentally, man. It could. But you also learn from that, too. And hopefully it makes you a better person when it comes to to trading or investing i think even better than that i think yeah. i think i think 90 percent of invest people who have invested have a certain mindset right? yeah like, like I've, I've lost 50 percent in a single month fuck it right made all that shit back and don't be one of those people that fucking are all about the woulda coulda shouldas man i could have bought man i should have <laughs> bought tesla when it was like ten dollars fuck well, you've kind of missed the train, but if you buy it now, you can still make some gains. Right? And then also, on the flip side, don't be like, oh my god, Tesla's so high right now. I'm never going to buy it. Okay, I get that. It could if- go even higher. Exactly. I get maybe yeah. if you can't afford it, maybe not necessarily buy the stock if you can't afford it. But don't think of it as don't think of it as too high now compared to what yeah. it was 10 years ago. Think about what it is now compared to 10 years later. I know. But you know what? A lot of platforms are now offering fractional margins shares. margins not yeah. even margins oh fractional. fractional oh so you don't even buy one whole share yeah margins is i think you take the other share on like loan you, yeah are you or sorry you buy you, you i'm purchase, not quite there yet so you purchase half of the share now and you take the other half on a loan okay and then it just kind of covers itself That's oh. a, some yeah. brokers some brokers not can do that for you that, but fractionals is good it's like bitcoin yeah you don't have to buy a full bitcoin for like thirty three thousand dollars. yeah just buy a fraction of it we can we can dabble into the whole cryptocurrency in another episode. But yeah, crypto's next level. Crypto's next level. Yeah, crypto's been coming, up and coming. But I think that's where my my one hundred ones and my my foundational um, investment kind of talk comes from. Because people ask me ask me this a lot because I post a lot of this shit on Instagram. Yeah, I'm happy nobody asked me. Yeah, people hit me up and they're like, "What do you think?" Well, should I buy? I'm like, you're asking the wrong person. Yeah. The only person you should ask if you buy or not is 
It's you. No, but he's asking you for advice. I'm just happy nobody asked me. I, I don't like giving advice because I don't know any more than you do. Or you, or that you can. Yeah. I'm a very obvious fucking investor. Everything I do, I've read about it or I've watched it you on You put it TV. on social media, too. And I put it on That's social media. That's another reason why, you know? Yeah. I'm a very obvious, like, investor. I just do it. Yeah. I don't, don't, talk, a little... don't talk about it. Be about it. <laughs> That's what I said earlier. Yeah. I'm a little kind of in the background. That's where all the big work happens, man. It is. And even if somebody asked me, I'd probably downplay it to shit. I was going to stay the fuck out of this whole GameStop yeah. thing. And then you were the one that's kind of like, you should put some skin in the game. And I'm all the better for it. So yeah. there you go. First, I was somebody else brought it up to me. I forgot. They called me. I had all the time in the world to do whatever. And I said, you know what? Yeah. Empty my entire portfolio and put it on that shit. <laughs> Again, people, I don't recommend it. But hey, you can afford the risk. It was a for sure shot to make some gains, baby. Yeah. I'm getting chicken tenders. You're getting tendies? Yeah. This is a yeah, this is a topic that we would love to kind of bring back up again if you guys want to hear more of it. Certain companies, how we invest, because we actually talk about investing a lot. A lot. Nah, I think that's all I want to say about it because uh Yeah. That's it. I'm trying to make myself money. Yeah. Not you know anyone I mean? else money, huh? I ain't trying to Yeah. I mean we could talk, we can go with I gotta I gotta worry about myself first. For sure. I think that's fair. I have nothing to share other than like what I've done. I can't really tell you what I'm doing because what if it doesn't work, right? That's why. Yeah. It's, this is not financial advice. Yeah. Do whatever the fuck you want to do. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us, guys. Um, hopefully, you guys didn't sleep halfway through this. Yeah, it could have been very jargony, but it's you know it's it was on the news and we thought it was really. This one was a busy one to cover. For yeah, sure. it was definitely an educational one. Yeah. Anyways, we'll hit you guys up and uh, please let us know how you feel about this this particular episode, and we'll catch you in the next one.